Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 9. One Life. One Life. Yay! I was having trouble getting to the document. <laughs> yeah. Yay! I was actually, like, pleasantly surprised. I don't know what I expected, but this wasn't it. Yeah. So, it was very good. Yeah. I just was really worried how the show was going to flow without Abby. I was too. Well, and I still wasn't convinced we weren't going to get interspersed her doing her thing wherever she was. Yeah. I was kind of getting worried that we hadn't seen her at all until the end. Yeah. My cat just sneezed. Bless you. Okay. You okay? All right. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I was, I was really but we didn't do the jumping back and forth. That's true. That we hate. Because we would have bitched hate. about. We would have bitched about that. Yes, we would Let's have. Let's face it. So we, we <laughs> totally would have. So yeah. um, I could have done without Betsy Ross. I very much could have done without her. I, and I, we started off with her and I was like, jeez. I know. And I really don't understand what that whole flashback plot had to do with the freaking story in the first place. It was to teach us a lesson? Uh, question mark, mir- question mark. Because you know, waiting for miracles or some sh- bullshit. I don't know. There at the end of the... We could have... Ha- Betsy Ross didn't even have to be there. She really didn't. It could have just been Crane. Or another... Crane in another random spy or whatever. And it's like you said, um, I think when you were tweeting with somebody, where you were like, we don't mind women. Like, I have no problem adding female characters. I just would like Betsy Ross More to be an actual one. character instead of just Betsy and her Rosses. <laughs> Ross number one yes. and Ross number two. Yes, they need to be credited separately, they do. Uh, honestly, because uh-huh. they are so proud of them. Or other women. There were other yes. women in colonial times, by the way. Mm-hmm. There were others in existence, so. Yeah. Just, oh. Yeah. It's, it's Katrina all over again. Yeah, at least she's staying in the past so far so good and yeah. from what I've, I've read an article i'm pretty sure she's gonna stay there yeah i don't think they have any no plans to i think they they made a point of saying uh ichabod is a man out of time and he's the only one, one we need enough. to focus about one was yeah. enough yeah so let me double check my source I felt, here i felt good about that because i read that too somebody somebody linked us to that on twitter and i was like oh thank god that makes me feel see. better who was that? Because it was an interview uh, with Clifton look, Campbell. Looking for realness. Yes. On Twitter. Um, Linked us to that. Sent us a Yahoo that. link to, what is it? It was an interview. Yeah, it was with Clifton Campbell, if I remember correctly. Yes, it was. Okay. And who cares? Nobody cares about Joanny. <laughs> Joanny um, is just so, yeah. Uh, any chance she'll visit him in the present day? We've already got one man out of time. It's a hard and fast rule we feel is furthy, worthy of protection. His relationship is be- with Betsy is something we enjoy, but we're keeping it in the past. There won't be any jumping back and forth. Bless. We were committed to an to have an overall twistery arc of the season with the crossing of the Delaware and how that turned the war in our favor. It's been building. There are players we've been we've seen before that before that will come back, but in very interesting ways. So. Um, and apparently Hamilton is often discussed in the writer's room. That's awesome. So, which we have yet to listen to. I can't, I can't break down and listen to it yet because I'm pretty sure I'd be obsessed with it. Not prepared? Yeah. Okay. I'm not in the right, like the stars aren't aligned because, yeah. Well, and It's going to be bad when it happens. Yeah, and I, I currently have an obsession, um, that is outside of the realm of our podcasting. Yeah. 
believe it or not, yes, I do watch other shows. Yes. Um, okay, I'm just going to admit, I've been watching Grimm. I know you have. so bad. I know you have. I I'm like hate watching it. It's You're awesome. hate watching it. It's great. It's great. The text she sends me, y'all, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, you'll never guess what happened. <laughs> so, well, you've been watching Leverage. I have so, been watching Leverage, yeah. Which, don't you dare watch the series finale without me. Oh, okay. I have okay. to be there when you see it. It's okay. very important how that ends. Okay. So, anyway, we're going to go back to Sleepy Hollow now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so this was directed by Kate Dennis, who also directed the episode Blood and Fear. Um, she's she's done a decent amount of TV. Uh, other A couple other things that uh, stood out to me were um, Suits and... Uh, the show turn about the spy ring on AMC, so that was pretty fitting. Uh, yeah, we uh, a friend of mine lo- loves that show. And I it's, know it's another one. It's another I, one that I'm like I'm staying away from because I'm like my list is like this long. There's yeah. only so much I can watch. Yeah. And uh, last summer I was supposed to watch. What was it? I was supposed to watch. You over started the Parks, and, Parks Rec. and Rec. You started it, and I didn't get through it. Yeah. So I got, well, we started a podcast. There were, so. there were shinies. So yeah, yeah. it happened. Um, and so, and there's so many shows and it's up there. So, yeah. Uh, who wrote it? Um, it was written by Albert Kim who wrote Kindred and Heartless and Spellcaster Kindred! and Eyewitness. And he's coming back for episode 14 as well. And also he's the guy that, that also wrote five episodes of Leverage. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. What more do you need? There you go. If you haven't watched Leverage. Do it. There's only five seasons. It's yes. done. It's on Netflix. It's I'm already in season three. Are you in season? David Moreau. Da- Damien. Damien. Damien Moreau. Yes. I hate him. Just watched the violin episode. <sighs> so, uh, so we start off and we are in Flushing Bay, New York in 1776. And right away, it's fucking Betsy Ross. And um, they're, uh, they're on a stroll. Ichabod and Betsy. Um, are they having a walkabout? They're having a walkabout. Mm. They're casing the joint, basically, is what yeah, it comes down much, to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, this, there's this British uh, quartermaster general or whatever who... Um, Some dude. Yeah. It's his mansion or whatever, and they're, like, watching. And basically, Case in the Joint, and, and it felt very Assassin's Creed rogue to me. Um, and so she she notices Nathan Hale being a dumb shit. Because he is. With a fucking spyglass that's, like, two feet long, and he's, like... Right beside the gate, like, behind a barrel or something. Oh, it was ridiculous. Young Padawan. And he's like, he's like, what? No, I'm what? She's like, you're an idiot. And Ichabod's like, um, you know, the British aren't just wearing the giant red coats. They they pay people to watch. They're not idiots. Yeah, they they they, they pay people to watch us watching them. Mm-hmm. So you got to be subtle about it. Um, and so he, uh, you know, he pretty much tells him off. And then then we flash uh, to the present because uh, he tells him off for being reckless. And at this point, we have um, <coughs> stunt Ichabod <coughs> running around on a motorcycle. <coughs> He's racing out of this compound. I thought it was Jenny. You thought it was that was your first thought My was first it was Jenny. Was it was Jenny? Yeah, and I was like, nope, it's Ichabod. It he was loves him some motor. He got him the motorcycle though. He did. Either whether or not he stole it, still, <laughs> but he did because he really wanted one. Um, and it turns out he's leaving. Um, I'm assuming it's the same group that they got the That's lantern what I was from. Thinking. I was yeah, I was going to mention that that I think it's the same group of was of, it. S- season one or was that season two the, it was the lamp yeah that was, they were looking for i think that's season one i think it was too i think that was season one yeah because yeah because it was they were still learning about um the uh, um um abraham 
They haven't yeah. gotten to John Noble yet. There you go. So, uh, so that was a while back, but I find it just... It was the um, Paul Revere episode. Yeah, that's season one. Okay. It, I just... It stuck in my craw a little bit because I'm like, this fucking apocalyptic cult like uh survivalist people have like multiple artifacts why have you not become friends with them and been like listen i need to borrow this thing for like two days none of these artifact people are friends with each other though no, that's they're true. all it's all competition that's true so he's chased across this bridge and um you know we see we see uh you know he hides his bike in the river um is that what that was yeah that was him okay. hiding his bike in the river and so he hides, uh, he's able to hide, and the guys think he, he went under with his bike, and they leave. And um, he, uh, he sneaks away once they, once they walk away, and he's got this, this golden jug kind of deal. But he had a bike. He did have a bike. He fleetingly. Had. Now, is that the same river he was hiding, you know, that the, the, the <laughs> headless horseman lived in? I think it was, at, where he's just the standing there. He's just standing there. Yeah. Now he has a motorcycle with his collection. There so. you go. Is that where the kindred's at? I was just happy to see Ichabod in a leather jacket. Like, that was pretty cool for me. On a motorcycle. Yeah. I was so happy he got yeah. his motorcycle. And so. he, did the, he did the hair thing, too, you notice? When he took his helmet off, he did the hair shape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, you got to do that. Did I notice? That's yes. like the law. Yes, you have to I do noticed, that. So. Um, so, we go back to the archive, and uh, this is when Ichabod fills Jenny and Joe in on his brilliant plan. Um, he has recovered the Lydian Jug, L-I-D-E-O-N. I got A-N. A-N. Um, and so, according to the legend, this is what Orpheus used um, to get a, a, find a lost person in the underworld. Oh, shit. Did, are, are you calling bullshit oh, this early? I like on my second paragraph <laughs> oh, and you're calling bullshit. Um, he's talking about Orpheus and Eurydice. Yes. Um, Good job with the pronunciation. I know I didn't I was I re I want you to know, I reround that fucking scene like four times to make sure I spelled it correctly yeah so that I could look it up um but um Orpheus used he says according to legend Orpheus used it uh to find Eurydice when she was in Hades but that's not what the myth was um Eurydice was killed and of course the Orpheus and Eurydice's love story is it's a it's big huge big oh they're in love and, they're yeah. so love um but uh Eurydice's uh, played uh, the uh, uh, lute. Lute. A I want to call it a LARP. But that's not no, right. No, that's is a different it? thing entirely. That's totally I different. thought Orpheus played the lute. That's what I'm saying, Orpheus. Oh, I thought Orpheus you said. played a lute. Yeah. Um, and he played this music. So he went to Hades and uh, to get Eurydice's back because he loved her. Because that's what you do. Right, right. Um, and so he played uh, this music. And Hades was so moved by it that he agreed to allow Eurydice's back to the land of the living. Oh, I remember this one. It's where you can't look but, back, right? But he had, but on one condition, he could not look look at her until she was back in the land of the living. Okay. And, but he couldn't hear her mm -hmm. behind him as they were leaving Hades. And so he panicked. So right, at, right as he got to the door, he lost his faith and looked back and all he saw was her shadow being pulled back into Hades well living people cannot go into Hades twice apparently um, but there, I never found anything anywhere about a jug about any jug yeah it, the only reason I know that is because of Hercules Hercules the animated series um from uh, Disney yes yes and sure. they had Orpheus as like this rock star and his tour was called never look back tour oh god <laughs> it really? was so cheesy yes it um, was so cheese ball 
It's well, great. Lydian is an Indo-European language spoken in the region of uh, well, Lydia. Okay, right which on. Which is the present, which is present-day Turkey. So, a Lydian jug is simply that. It's a jug from that region. But ain't nothing about Orpheus using right. It's jug. just like the um, remember the bowl. We talked about Amph- that one the, episode. Yeah, the amphora or... Something. It's just a freaking bowl. Yeah. That's all it was. It was just a bowl. It was a fancy name for a bowl. From a particular region. Yeah. And that's all a Lydian jug it is. It's from a region. It doesn't have anything to do with Orpheus and Eurydice. It was all... He was all about this music that he played. Yeah. That moved everybody to tears for some shit. And, like, even... <laughs> um, even when he died, they, uh, they the muses or something wouldn't let his head... They kept his head so that it would continue to sing or some. Sh- it got really weird. So um, you and I, I don't have a link to it on in our show you can notes. Just Google it. You can. It's on Wikipedia. Yeah. I mean, who needs a link to that? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um. So Ichabod has decided that um this is going to be is going to help him find Abby, and this is when we find sure, out that sure. it's been a month since she disappeared. And he's been... And what the fuck have they been doing in this time? Well, apparently Ichabod's been nonstop trying to trying to get her back. Okay. And um, Ichabod's like, Abby's alive, and I have to find her. And Jenny's like, um, excuse you, we have to find her. You're not the only one in this. And I will say, Ichabod was like, I'm sorry, I apologize. Um, he realized that, you know, he's being kind of a douche about it. And um, so Jenny's like, listen, we have, we have a lead. Um, let us follow it. And, um, you know, because she thinks that they can find a way to track Pandora and the Hidden One, and um, which will hopefully lead them to Abby. So they're like, we're going to handle it, and you need to, you need to rest because you're going to burn out. And that's, so, a, that's a very tropey. Yeah. Um, you're no good to anybody if you're burned out. That's, yeah. very, that's very tropey. But it is. It's true. It's tropey for a reason. Um, and so he does agree to, like, rest. And so um, Jenny's like, we'll leave her and she, uh, or we'll leave her, we'll find her. And she, you know, goes off with Joe. So this is when we go to Pandora and the Hidden One, who are continuing to be annoying. Um, they're like holed up at some crusty old building by the by the lake or river or whatever. Yeah, it and looks like it's got the water. Yeah, it's a mill because he plays thing. with it. So apparently he's still fu- pretty damn fucking powerful. I don't know. They're just parlor tricks. So, I don't know. Hey, so, if I could throw the freaking mill, mill wheel across mm-hmm. the freaking room, I'd be pretty excited. I know, just right? Just saying. And so, um, Pandora's like, oh, uh, we'll, we'll uh, you know, basically she tries to give him a pep talk. Like, it'll be fine. And um, he, he bitches uh, that humanity. Because he's a whiny piss baby. He is a whiny piss baby. That humanity is spread across the world and yada, 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 and he doesn't have the power he needs to stop them. And, um. And he, he, this is when I, apparently there weren't enough my loves in the world. He straight up just blames Pandora. It was, they failed because of her inadequacies. And um, this is when you did not like this part. No. She's like, oh, but I have a fragment of my box that I can summon something with. What the fuck? Yeah. And so she <clears> says <throat> uh, she can restore her husband to full power. And she does this spell and it gets all glowy glow. And, um... This is when, you know, we see, like, some kind of, like, power juju or whatever. So, if that box had the freaking power to do this all along, why the hell did they need the stone? I, see, I don't understand. Like, the, the box being around still was too much, it was it felt too convenient. So, I don't know. 
and it was only a piece of the box. If this piece of the box is capable of helping him restore his power, what could the full box have done? Well, and also, why have they been waiting for a month? Until he did, bitched at her, did she was did she not going to bring her, this idea up? Did it take her a month to find the fragment? <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know what's Can going on. Can she not on. do some wiggly woo and you yeah? Know. I don't know what's going on. So, don't like yeah. it. Don't like it. I know. Stupid. Um. So this is when uh, Ichabod, who is a lying liar who lies, his pants are on fire. Uh, he, he goes to the tree that Abby walked through, and he starts to do uh, the spell with this jug that he that he has obtained. And jack shit happens, and he knocks it aside, and he starts bitching, Temper. and this, and this is when um, he starts talking to her, and he's like, "Where are you?" But then this is when he turns around, and he's like, "How long have you been following me?" And it's Sophie, Uh-oh. and um, so she's like, "We know it's been a month," and so she's like, "How did you make her disappear?" And um. You know, also, what are you doing here? You know, you crazy person talking to a tree. And <laughs> Ichabod's like, um, if you want to press charges against me, you could do that, but you're not going to. And um, so he walks away. But after a second, um, Sophie leaves. And uh, but we see the camera pans back up to the jug and um, we see that some something starts glowing uh, from the tree and we see a face. I thought it was Abby. I thought it was Abby, too. I think we were supposed to think it was Abby. I think we were as well. But uh, I do want to point out in this scene, Sophie mentions that he's uh, speaking Thessalian. Mm-hmm. So, since they don't tell us what language they're speaking, yeah. we really have no clue. Yeah. I, I have no had no real way they to don't, translate it. They don't, su- like, even in the closed caption, it doesn't. Yeah, give us what they're it actually the, it does the um the old romani i was worried he was going to be doing the romani greek i was too the same font mm-hmm. from the romani greek days and i was like no please don't let it be greek no but she calls it thessalian which yeah. is uh ancient greece thessaly which is interesting that she even knew what that was because he was surprised he was like you recognize that yeah um well thessaly is where mount olympus is by the way mm. it's on the border between thessaly and Mes- uh, macedonia well there you go so uh so it's a it's a decent language for them to be using in light of pandora and, and everything and in that it's a more ancient than say modern day greece yeah and there was and because i can't translate into thessalian believe it or not that translator is not out there that i could find rude i did try to translate some of the words to straight up greek Mm -hmm. and it's close but not quite not quite but it's close so i could i could believe um without being a language expert because well i can barely speak english (laughs) um but it's it makes sense that it, that they would be using uh, that language as yeah. opposed to all the other crap that they throw into yeah. in this one episode. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we go to Jenny and Joe, and they go into this shop, and um, they talk to the owner McKenna, and Jenny throws some money down on the counter, and she wants this map belonging to Madame Blatavatsky. Oh shit. <laughs> And uh, they they make mention of the fact that she was a Russian occultist. And um, so th- they're like, well, you must know where it is. And he's like, uh, he, he, he refuses the money. And then Jenny's like, well, what about this? And she's got this necklace. And he goes in the back to look at it. And um, Jenny t- starts talking to Joe. And she's like, I don't know this is going to work. But we have to do something. 
um, because Ichabod's going batshit crazy. And so um, Joe, Joe was like, well, how can you be even sure we can find Abby? And Jenny's like, because that's all we have to go on and that there's nothing else to, we just have to believe it. And so McKenna comes back and he's like, hey, your buddy Nevin's had the map. And uh, when he disappeared, everybody like basically went apeshit over his stuff and everybody divvied it up. And so now Randall has it. Randall, who we last saw, handcuffed to a bathtub earlier dun, in the season. Dun, dun. Okay, so if we can talk about... Madame Blavatsky. Madame Helena. Helena. Mm-hmm. Helena? Helena Blavatsky. Um, she is who they say she is. Yes. There is a whole website called Blavatsky.net. Yep. And it's all about her and um, she's in her teachings on... Theosophy? Theosophy, yes. She created... She's... It was kind of like... I think she's kind of batshit crazy. Yeah, she um, was. Uh, a lot of the fine. A lot of the early Thule members, Thule Society members who were mm-hmm. Nazis followed her. Yeah, she, she's a little so, crazy. So yeah, Theosophy was uh, weirdness. No religion higher than truth. Yeah. Okay, it's a little scary. I couldn't really find anything connected to her about a map other than maybe a map on Atlantis or some shit. It started getting way out there. It didn't really ha- seem to have anything to do with demonology, but um so I don't know I what think, the hell they're talking. I, I think, think this was one of those things. That's exactly what I was about to say. I think this is one of those things where they're like, "Ooh, she's a name that we haven't used. Let's attribute something to her." And so now we've got ancient Greece and um 19th century Russian, Russian. mystic. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for Rasputin to pop up, honestly. <laughs> Just as long as you're, as long as you're, you're talking about it, let's just go there. No, no, we went a whole different direction. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, this is when Sophie goes back to the FBI office and she starts talking to Reynolds, and he's got like a crime board up and he's got a big old picture of Ichabod on it. And I With know his he's, hair. He misses the hair as much as I. I do. know he's pretty man, but you know, calm down. I mean, that picture was like it was it was portrait. like an eight by ten. Yeah, it was glossy print. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he pretty. He's so pretty. Um, and so Sophie's like, listen, we don't have anything on this guy. And Reynolds like, oh, I'm gonna get a, what I'm gonna it? get a wiretap. What was it? She says. He looks through his books, walks in the woods, and shouts at the sky. Yeah, that's about that's 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 about that's, accurate. That's him. Yeah, that's pretty damn accurate. And so Reynolds is like, "Ah, oh, we're gonna get a wiretap for his phone." <laughs> and Sophie's like, "Um, no." Basically, oh. she's like, "You need to kind of like what they told Ichabod. You need to calm down. Like you're obsessing too much over this." And she's like, "What about that cabin that you talked about by West Point? Maybe you should go there for a couple days." Clear your head, step away from the case, and calm your tits. <laughs> I expected him to do some whiny piss baby crap about um, going there with Abby. I, I was too. I was expecting that and didn't get it. Which so, was fine. Yeah. And um, so impressed. she's like, listen, I'll take care of things here. I'll put in for well, the warrant and just go away. Well, what they did was they got rid of him for most of the episode and had an excuse as to where he was. And I was fine with that. What? Yeah. I was like, good job, Sophie. Wow, writers, what are you doing? How dare you explain something? I did <laughs> explanations. Very concerned. We're not used to that. I know. On this show. Um, <laughs> a lot so, of shows. And so this is one, this is probably my favorite part of the entire episode. Not um, the lasagna. The lasagna. So, so Ichabod, um, it's apparently struggling, which you think he would read where it says microwave. He knows what a microwave He's gotta is. He's got to know how the microwave works by now. 
And so he just plops out a frozen lasagna from the package into the into frying pan. And I'm like, oh, God, he's going to set the house like, on oh fire. Oh, my God. How has he not burned the house down? Maybe this is a way to get Abby back. Like, he'll, he, he figures he'll burn her house down and piss her off so much that she'll come mm. back from wherever it is she is yeah. to yell at yeah. him. What was it? We were watching it, and I was like, somebody needs to let me cook for him. I cook. I can't even cook and i'm better than that i can at least yeah. use a microwave you can read like it was reading like all you have to do is read the instructions the dude was read the it was he so sad knows, he's got he knows how to use the stove he knows how to use the the gas stove he's got to know how to use a microwave by now that was sad he's okay so he's been living in that house by himself for a month how much you want to bet he's been smelling her pillows and clothes I would put I money on that. that. There would be so much. I'd bet the house on that. So <laughs> he's sleeping in her bed. What are you yeah, talking about? Um, so he. <laughs> that was so bad. I apologize. Um, he hears something uh, upstairs and he starts to go up the stairs. He does turn the, the stove off. I know. Because I was like, I was like, please don't blow the house up. He did. He did turn it off. So. And um, he goes upstairs and he finds an open window. Uh, and he immediately is like, Lieutenant, Lieutenant. And isn't this where you think it sounded no, it like was la- it was last episode and it was they were doing the previously ons and it was when she goes into the tree. It sounded like he said lieutenant. I thought I heard him say lieutenant in this scene, too. I didn't hear it here. Okay, It's it's so subtle sometimes yeah. that it's yeah. it's weird. Sometimes I think I hear it. Sometimes I think I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I think I think I hear it. Yeah. And so, um, that makes sense, right? He closes the window and then he sees the word, uh, help me crane drawing, like they're being drawn by an invisible hand on the fogged up mirror. Because that happens in the middle of the And night. my first thought was, didn't we just have an invisible person on Agent Carter? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, and so he reaches out, uh, or a hand, a hand comes out and grabs his wrist and he pulls away, um, and you know it's very silver surfer it is very silver surfer because it comes out of the mirror and it's all ah. or uh matrixy yeah and so the um the message fades but he has this like it looks like a brand it does it's very on, swollen on his wrist yeah this the flesh is raised and all that and i'm like all right um so this is when <laughs> uh sophie calls ichabod really angrily and she's like how the hell did you get in my depart apartment and he's like i don't know what you're talking about okay but when he gets the call, he's laying on the mirror. He's okay. It looks he had after, fallen on asleep the, on the rewatch, though. To me, it looked like he'd taken the mirror he, off the wall and, and put set it, on it down the on the counter. Yeah, and he was laying on it and he fell asleep on it. I don't know that he fell asleep though. I think he, I think he was it. just feeling it. He was just with a sad his baby face. I think he was. I being really a don't sad know baby. what the fuck he was supposed to. Be I don't doing. know. I'm I don't, like, I'm not convinced he went to sleep, but. Because that's a very... Because people don't sleep standing up. It's Ichabod, though. It's true. Um, And so Sophie... uh, I took it to be that Sophie woke him up with her phone call. And she's like, how the hell did you get in my apartment? He's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, "Uh, someone left me a message. And this is when he goes there and uh, he finds the Help Me Crane carved into her wooden floor. And he's paying the security deposit. Thank you very much. Yeah. And Sophie's like, "Um, I heard this weird wind... And this is when pretty quickly she realizes it it was it wasn't Ichabod. And um he's like, Well, somebody's trying to send us a message. Um, but he's not really sure why Sophie's involved at this point, which kind of I was concerned about that too. 
And well, uh, in hindsight, she would never have used Sophie. She would have used Jenny. Yeah. But yeah. In but, hindsight. But whatever. I was just, you know, I was on. I, I, I was taken in by it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we were supposed to. They did a good they job. Did, they did a really good job. And they so did. it turns out that Sophie has the same mark that Ichabod has, except for their mirror images of each other. Dun, dun, dun. And when they hold their arms together like the Wonder Twins, um, they get a little glowy glow going on. And some, uh, this figure appears. It's all misty and smoky and, um, Moves through Ichabod, literally. And uh, he has a vision of Abby asking him for help. How? I don't understand how we were supposed to get she's dying from those yeah. images. I don't yeah. Because he was like, it's Abby and she's dying. She's dying. And I'm like, okay. And you know the, the thing I, the only thing I thought of. Oh, she was in him? She was in him. She was in him. Abby course. was in Ichabod at yes. that point. And I yes. was just like, that. My that's where my super of mature course. adult brain went. We're adults. <laughs> Um, and so Ichabod collapses uh, like a fainting uh, fancy that he is. Yes. And um, he can hear, um, he tells Sophie that it was Abby and that she's dying, which, again, I did not get from the little flashes we saw, but whatever. Um, so this is when uh, Jenny and Joe go to, uh, they go to have a little chitty chat with Randall <laughs> at, the, at the club. <laughs> and I'm like, of course, Randall frequents a place like this. Well, yeah. It was like a bad rave. And, um, That's where all bad guys hang yeah. out, don't you know? And, and it was it was at the cheesy like VIP area where he's like got his arms around a sofa and he's all like, mm. "It's awfully bright there, though." Well, you know, bars and raves and stuff are supposed to be a lot darker than that. Just saying. Well, you know. Okay. Um, and so he's like, "Hey, so you're here for the map?" And um, he reminds him that the last time they met, they did not part on great terms handcuffs and bathtubs and jenny's like come that, on that's that, not that couldn't be bad could she's it? like that's not the first time you've been handcuffed no. to a bathtub and she starts flirty flirting with him and joe doesn't like it and um but joe's like you don't have to do this and um randall's like you know what i was gonna have these guys beat you up but i'll let you go in one piece <laughs> uh because jenny's you know sat down with him and she starts like playing with his little chains and i was just like this is cheesy this is so bad um was, she was pulling something you knew she of was. course i've watched again i've watched leverage you've, you've met her um and so um he was like you know i i just got the map to to fuck with you basically so we're all good get out and so they leave and this is when we find out that um Jenny has lifted a phone from Randall. I still don't know how she did it. I don't either. Because I was watching her hands. Yes. The sec- and yeah, the rewatch. Because the was second she it. sat down, I was like, all right, she's trying to lift something. So, yeah. So we go to um, Ichabod and Sophie, and he takes her to the archive, and she's like, what is this? Like your private library? And he's like, well, well- c- kind of. And he's like, oh, it was curated by it. Started with the founding fathers. and that. Like, he was being blah, really. Blah, 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 blah. He was being really show and telly with her pretty quick. I was yeah, kind of surprised. Well, he, I guess he felt that if. She's indoctrinated. Unquote, Abby. Yeah. Um, was. Seeking her help. Okay to use her, then it was okay to tell her stuff. Yeah. So. That's a good point. He's, he's running on blind emotion at this point. Regardless of the nature of his relationship with Abby. Yeah. He's running on pure emotion here. Bless him, little There's no heart. energy left in him. Somebody should hug him. And I volunteer. I know, right? Um, and so he uh, he finds the, the symbol from their arms in a book, and it's the Shinto symbol for gateway. And so he's like, oh, but we have to build a gateway. 
And uh, so this is when Sophie drops some knowledge on him. She's like, you know, there's a tribe in New Guinea that uses, uh, they believe mirrors are too powerful to even use. So they just. Well, there's no, they're so powerful they don't have a word for it. Yes. So the way they describe them is by using the mirror image. Okay. So the Shinto symbol for gateway is called a Tori, T-O-R-I-I. Okay. Yeah, Tori gate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a Tori gate is, it's what it's called. Um, it's not just because they they were very. I was like, why didn't they use the name? It actually is. Yeah. And um, it is a traditional gate, uh, most commonly used, found at the entrance of a shrine. Um, and there's the great, the great uh, Tory in. Um, I can't pronounce half of this crap, but I'll put a <laughs> I got put a link to, to it. it. And they're gorgeous. We have one actually at the botanical gardens. We do. We do here in our town. Um, and it's very beautiful, and it's mm-hmm. that exactly. It's exactly what they say it is. Yeah. Um, and it is thought of as being uh, from the mundane world to the sacred. Okay. Is it is, and it is Japanese. Um, but the New Guinea thing, I went looking for um, for any kind of reference for any to kind that. Of reference with that, the closest I could get uh, was a passage from a book called "Absence of Myth." The um, the Absence of Myth by Dylan Thomas, Julia Kristeva, and other speaking subjects. Uh, it's written by Sophia Heller. And it talks about, what was his name? Absence of Myth. Oh, shit. Um, Edmund Carpenter in 1969 went to uh, this old New Guinea dri- tri- tribe who had never seen mirrors and stuff before. Yeah. And introduced mirrors and photographs of themselves and then went back later and it had completely uh, changed the society. Oh, wow. Um, this, let's see. He, uh, and I'm just going to read it. I'll put a link, but I'm going to read the quote here. Uh, when the anthropologists returned to New Guinea six months later, the sanctity of the tribe ceremonies were no more. Their sacred mysteries were now open to full disclosure. Male initiation rites were no longer mandatory and the most sacred ritual objects were put up for sale. Wow. Um, and it just goes on and on, but I couldn't find anything about them uh, ha- not having a word for it or whatever. But yeah. yeah, it was it was it's a powerful thing. Yeah, mirrors. Well, you always hear about how some some uh, cultures believe that oh, photographs sure. themselves are a bad thing because and they take your soul. They take or your something. soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we find out that Sophie Sophie knows some things about some stuff. Yeah. So that was intriguing to me. Um, but this is where Ichabod's like, maybe Abby wants us to build a gateway out of mirrors. And so... It's not illogical. Yeah, so he... he And he's really sure of himself, which, that's not new, but I was just like, okay, <laughs> honey, calm down. Um, well, he's running the show. He doesn't have Abby there to tell him he's wrong and to come up with alternatives. Yeah. And so this is when he, uh, he tells her uh, about the archive, because he's looking around for a mirror... And he tells her about the Founding Fathers and that uh, about Sheriff Corbin as well. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of watching her to see if there was any recognition. And I didn't I was see expecting any. One. I didn't yeah. see any kind of a reaction. And, um, and it turns out one of the books has a picture of Nathan Hale on the cover. And so we have another flashback to 1776. Yes. And so this is when Ichabod's about to um, sneak into the uh, mansion that they've been uh, casing. And... He's timing like his climb over the wall and 
just as he's about to leap over the wall, a hand pulls him down and we find out it's Betsy. And she's like, the sentries have changed their patterns. And as soon as she says that, a group walks right by that would have caught Ichabod red-handed. How did she know that? Because she's Betsy Ross and apparently she's fuck? like super spy. Whatever. Um, And this is when they see Nathan's dumbass climbing over uh further down Jacob. the wall. Jacob, what are you doing, Jacob? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Wrong game. Um, so he's just climbing down the wall and he's just running. And yeah, this is where I was like, he would make a horrible assassin. Um, because he gets caught in like five and a half seconds. That's us the first five minutes into any new Assassin's Creed yeah. game right there. This is where we decided you would have to restart the memory because yep. you lost your bonus because the alarm bell rang. Yep. And you were just all around a terrible, so you get, terrible spot. you may as well spy. restart the memory yeah. and that way you can get the bonus. And try coming at it from a different angle. Yeah. Sit on top of the gate. Shoot them all. And Use then your you can eagle vision. In. Yeah. Yeah. Elementary stuff here, Nathan Hale. I know. And um, so this is when they see him get caught. And Ichabod really wants to, like, help him. And she's like, there is nothing we can do. We have to just get the, get the hell out of here. I think she just wanted Nathan Hale to die. She I didn't. think she was jealous. Yeah. I think she, she, I think she had it out for him. Because yeah. the whole, this whole episode, she's like, nope, 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 he's got to die. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he's gotta die like, what the fuck betsy betsy's a judgmental Did judgmental he person once and never call you again that's what happened I yeah swear. well you know the rosses yeah the raw <laughs> betsy Rosses and her rosses <laughs> so we go back to present uh present day and ichabod is uh fashioning this mirror gateway but he's he's taken sophie down to the masonic cell and she's like where the fuck are we are we in your creepy Dungeon. basement <laughs> and he's like oh no this is the masonic cell and he explains it to her and um he's got a really scientific way to uh to keep himself back the rope. he's got a rope around his waist and sophie's gonna anchor it um yeah because he needs her to anchor him to this world can you at least buy me dinner first yeah and all we're not th the only one coming up with these innuendos. All throughout this, I'm I'm telling myself like I really like Sophie. I do too. Surprisingly so. I like that they explained how she knew things. Yep. They explain eventually uh, why she's so interested in archaeology. Yep. And it makes sense to me. Yeah. And I, I didn't like her. And you know how territorial i am mm -hmm. about characters that i'm like i don't like her because she's not abby i don't like her mm -hmm. but i really found myself like really liking sophie yeah, yeah. um so you well, know and i didn't feel any kind of romantic chemistry between these two at all none, none. and that was great and, but it wasn't even like it and i wasn't it wasn't that ichabod was ignoring anything it was just it was just not there There was nothing there they yeah. were just two people with a common goal. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And to have a male and female on screen together and to not get that. Because like when she, when she said that the comment about buying her dinner first or something. Yeah. And it fell totally flat. It wasn't like an awkward like, oh. Mm, huh. Yeah. No, it was just. And, and he's just, he's looking at her and she's like, never mind. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just really nervous. Yeah. So, you know, if that had come from the other way around, it would have been offensive. And I do like how she was like, I, I'm sorry. I'm just really, I, I've never done anything like this before. Well, you know, it's her first, you know, demon hunting mission. So, you know. Um, so this is when he, uh, he decides to cast the spell. And um, this is when the gateway opens. And Ichabod just jumps through like a dumb shit. And the rope starts to, starts to pull. And, but Sophie's able to pull, like it pulls rather quickly um 
because she's wearing those fucking heels. Yeah. Those little boots, like Abby wears those boots with those big old chunky. And I mean, I have um, a pair of shoes almost just like those. Yeah. And I like them and I wear them. But when you're going on a demon hunting type mission, those are not practical. Those are not what you wear. No. Um, and so, but Sophie does manage to pull the rope back in. She gets Ichabod, and Ichabod's holding this like a uh, body. <laughs> And okay. as soon as they get back through, it grabs Ichabod by the throat and Sophie shoots it. And she's able to get it to let go of Ichabod. But then it attacks Sophie. And um, it gets her on the ground and Ichabod stabs her in the back with a shard of the mirror. And the creature... And, hmm. you know, runs or flies or whatever the hell. Bloop, it does. Bloop, away. Bloop, it aways. Yeah. Which... I liked the scary aspect. I yeah. I kind of missed that with this show. Yeah. It hasn't been scary in a long... Not that this was terribly scary scary because, you know, whatever. It wasn't cheese um, ball. No. But it was... It, it's getting back to its its scarier roots. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, this is when they go back upstairs. And Ichabod pours Sophie and himself a drink. and um, Because apparently there's a bar in the archives. There is, and I respect that. And so he's like, yeah, so I kind of knew that it might bring a monster with it. And Sophie's uh-uh. like, you couldn't say that? And basically it boils down to he was so mad, crazy, desperate um, that he, and she points it out that she, she's like, you let a demon play you. Yes, he did. And yes. it is not the first time. No. And it probably won't be the last. No, it probably won't. Because he's kind of a gullible baby. Yeah. And this, Ichabod, this is why everybody in the colonies knew about you as a witness and you did not. Everybody knew. He's pretty oblivious at times. The British people knew you were a witness. Okay? It's true. So, um, this is when uh, Sophie uh, chimes in and tells him that he's pushing himself too hard. Everybody's telling him this. Hello. And um, Ichabod is like, why did you even agree to help? And she's like, listen, I know when, you know, you screwed up and, you know, somebody's walked out or whatever, but I'm going to help. So I kind of thought that she was, you know, like, we're yeah. in this together kind of a deal. Because his whole thing was, God, I fucked up bad. Why are you still here? <laughs> it happens. So uh, so this is when Ichabod goes back to their house. Because it's, it's his and Abby's house. And um, he, starts, he starts talking for Abby. Bless him hard. And he starts saying what she would tell him in that circumstance. Who asked you anyway? All right, just... I was so sad. It was very sad. It was sad. And so, um, but this is when Sophie, uh, Sophie comes. uh, Oh, no, this is where she tells him why she came back. She actually. Oh, why she came back. Yeah, 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 because she actually did walk out when they were at the archive. She was disgusted. But she comes back, like, right away. That's why my notes are jumbledy. It's okay. Because I was sad for Ichabod. I was just going to go with it. I was mostly just sad for Ichabod this episode. Poor baby. Um, And nobody hugged him. Um, And Sophie shows up and she's like. The demon hugged him? <laughs> the demon the hugged demon it hugged with him. chokes, but the demon but tried the to demon hug his throat. It, but there was hugging. <laughs> That's true. You didn't say what kind of hugging. Okay, I want somebody to hug him in a nice, soft way. Oh, I volunteer. Not, not in a murdery way. Okay. Um, and so this is when Sophie's like, "Hey, so there's a weird murder, and I'm pretty sure that like it's got your little mirror friend written all over it." And so she's like, um. They, because you know the local cops found a body, which I still kind of wonder how she got involved in this. Because again, because she's FBI. Abby's not here. That yeah, 
that's pretty much it. Because um, at least when Abby got involved, I could I could see the local cops calling Abby. Yeah, sure. Well, we know Sophie's the Abby replacement, so don't say that. That's well, that's not what I mean. I don't mean like that. She's the Abby proxy while Abby is in wherever as, the hell she as is. As for the investigation goes, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, she asks Ichabod for his help because she thinks it's the mirror thing. And um, Ichabod, you know, he lets her in and and Sophie's like, so the murder victim was this car thief and um, some, a witness did see the creature and it's, and his throat was cut like Ichabod's and Sophie confirms that um, the diner was way away from town and, you know, she has to, she wants to examine or he says that he has to examine the area and it's basically just protocol stuff. Um, so I will say this is not the highlight of the episode. This case, they kept it very short and sweet, um, because there was so much other stuff going on, which I did appreciate that. Yeah. It's kind of like when, um, Ichabod came back in the first episode, it was a very abbreviated case just to get it. Cause yeah, there was sure. a lot of character yeah, stuff yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. I was, I was fine with a very abbreviated whatever. Sure. And so uh, Ichabod and Sophie are driving to the diner and Ichabod tells her that the <laughs> that the creature is an Onryo? Onryo. 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 It is a Japanese vengeance demon that yes, feeds on is. desperation. Is no, that No, it's not. Okay. It's Onryo. It's just a vengeful. It's okay, you you know in supernatural when a spirit's been around too long it becomes yeah. a vengeful spirit or whatever. Yeah. An onryo is just a vengeful spirit. Oh, okay. It's, it's just, just a Japanese It's just word a Japanese for it. term for it. It's not a specific creature like the weeping woman. It's not oh, a specific okay. um, type of creature. And it's not specific, really not specific to Japan. It's just that's what they that's call what it. That's what they call it. Okay. And as far as um, the description goes, um, the whole, uh, the white dress business is from like a specific story yeah. about an onryo. Okay. Because the onryos in general don't have a specific description because it could be any vengeful spirit. Yeah. But it is what it is. Well, it is an onryo. But they've tacked on the thing that makes it work for their case is that it feeds on desperation. Um, or also referred to as a grudge spirit. Oh, Okay. Which is kind of cool. Uh, um, is it like that movie, The Grudge? Is that why the movement of, <laughs> is that why the movement of this looks kind of familiar? Just a little bit. Oh, there you go. Um, okay, from the website, I found it's on on Onrio's. Uh, occasionally, in Onrio's case is not born out of hatred and retribution, but out of intense, passionate love, which perverts into extreme jealousy. Ooh. They will haunt their former lovers, ex- exacting the wrath onto new romances, second marriages, their children, and eventually end up destroying the lives of the ones. They love so much in life. Kids um, don't do that. I know, right? Uh, their motive is always the same. Vengeance. Um, easily powerful enough to swiftly kill any person. Uh, however, letting the object of their hatred live a long life of torment and suffering. Watching those he knows uh, suffer and die. Wow, that's kind of bitter. Um, it doesn't specifically say male or female. Okay. Um, so that doesn't seem to be a thing. Uh, Henri appear as they did when they died. Okay. Often they were victims of war, catastrophe, betrayal, murder, or suicide, and they usually display wounds or marks in, in, indicative, indicative. Yes. Of the way they died. Okay. So uh, it has no diet. It survives solely on its wrath. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Um, I mean, there are specific stories of Henriots. Yeah. But it is a gen- It is a general term. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, like I said, they've added the thing where it feeds on desperation. 
Um, because, of course, Ichabod has to decide how it relates to them. Um, oh, she looks sad. Yeah. She needs a hug, too. A non-murdery hug. I would not hug her. Um, I would run screaming in the opposite <laughs> direction. So he decides... Because I'm smart. Sorry. Yeah. He decides that it focuses it focused on him because it pretended to be Abby to get out. Well, they had to come up with some reason. Yeah, and it worked because good job, Ichabod. Sure, whatever. And so it uh, he has decided also that it marked Sophie because she was with Ichabod and it assumed that she was his partner. And so Ichabod's like, um, he figured out that he he does tie it back around to he figures out that a partner was one's better half and da 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 and he waxes mm-hmm. poetic about mm-hmm. about Abby mm-hmm. being his partner. Mm-hmm. And he's like, at this point she would you know, she what she would say to him and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it just There's it, a lot of Abby would say something. It gave me a sad. And um so uh, Sophie's like, Yeah, I understand and she's like she, this is where she tells him that her parents were archaeologists and they disappeared during a dig and the tr- the local tribe said that they were taken by demons. And since then, she's looked into supernatural. She's been looking into supernatural it, but, stuff. But he's been living it. Yeah. So I, okay, so imagine being her. Right. And being a child and your parents disappearing and the local people are, I mean, everybody's telling you they it's were demons. demons. Yeah. And to grow up with that. And now to be confronted with evidence. It, looking, but to have no evidence of it for so long. Yeah. I mean, it had to have been, let's just say 20 years. Mm-hmm. Because she's got to be in her late 20s. Yeah. Uh, and to finally be confronted with it after all that time, I mean, I don't know if she's going to be relieved or scared or what. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how I would react. Okay, I know how I would react to it. You'd be like, I'm a hunter? I'd be like, fuck yeah, sign me up. This is awesome. This is my this is my cot over here, right? Yeah. This is where I'm sleeping. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this is when Sophie gets uh, a call that they found the body of a hitchhiker um, with the same... Uh, throat ouchies. Boy, that was one quick conversation on the phone for her to have gotten all that information. It really was, but you know, they're, they're having to move things along. Okay. And uh, it would have been more realistic for her to get a text, honestly. Yeah. But um, you're not supposed to text and drive, so. That's true. And Ichabod apparently can't drive a car. Or she won't let him. Yeah, mostly she probably won't. Well, he doesn't it's have probably, a he ditched, and he ditched his motorcycle in the, yeah. in the river. So. And it's probably an FBI vehicle, so. He probably couldn't drive it anyway. Um, so Ichabod is like, why is this spirit, um, you know, he wonders why the spirit um, is moving away from town. Moving away from town. And so this is when they do, they well, love logic leaps, man. Well, he's got a point in the fact that this this vengeful spirit who feeds on desperation is moving away. From him. From Well, not even just that, but from... Um, from from people, yeah, from a populated area yeah. where you would think she would be feeding on desperation in a populated area to go towards an unpopulated area really doesn't make sense. And this is where Sophie takes the logic leap, which at least they're sharing the logic leaps, and she's like, it's "True, it must That's be true. looking for people who are desperate to find Abby because of the whole desperation angle." <gasps> oh my God, it's after Reynolds. Well, she does say the next exit is West Point. Yeah, and then is... and then the light bulb clicks. Yeah. yeah. And so this is when we go back to Pandora and the hidden one, and I'm just like, mm. I'm not so sh- sure that it was so much of a logic leap as it was just really, really convenient. Yeah. Terribly, terribly convenient. Um, as convenient as a demon going after you can be. Um, and so Pandora tells... <laughs> Which is really not very. Uh, she tells her beloved 
that their call, love. their call has been heard and soon he will have all he needs. And uh, he basically is like, yeah, uh, find the one that took my eye. And Pandora's like, yeah, so I'll totally do that. I will, I will trace her to the ends of the earth. Um, and she's, you know, if she, uh, she'll, she'll, if, if she still lives, then she will find him or her. And, um, he warns that if she fails, uh, then he won't suffer alone. So he is a complete asshole. Yeah. This is Pandora. You deserve better. This is what we suspected all along. Yes. What this, there was only so much, my love, my love, my love, as much as it was a master. Yeah. Uh, type relationship. So, yeah. It's what we suspected all along, and here it is. Yeah, so he's a he's a douche nozzle. I'm like, she summoned your sorry ass after what, like four thousand years. I'm like, she didn't have to do that. She should have just like bebopped him, you know, along she by herself. Just gone on being a free, independent agent who don't need no man. Yep. Whatever. So yeah. Um. So yeah, the the ominous promise of him not suffering alone is mm, that was ominous. Um, so this is when we go to uh, Joe and Jenny, and they have tracked down this storage facility using uh, Randall's phone. Because that's where I keep my priceless artifacts. Exactly, is in some leverage. random for a random storage unit. Yes. Yeah, and uh, they find out that um, you know it was paid like six months in advance. Yeah, da 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 da. In cash. In cash. That's what you do. And so Jenny goes to pick the lock, and um, I thought at first she had the keys. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what on earth she did to get the keys. I was like, did she bribe the people? I mean, yeah. what the fuck? Oh, she's picking the lock. Yeah. And Joe's like, um, you know, sooner or later, you're going to have to, like, talk about what happened to Abby. And um, Joe's like, you know, it's, I'm not going anywhere and it'll be fine. And jo- Jenny's like, anyway. I, I'm sitting so there thinking, this is not the time. Yeah. I know. Joe wants to have these, these heart-to-hearts at the worst time. And um, although it is a bit of a role reversal, yeah, that's true. It's not the woman wanting to talk about her feelings. Yeah, it's the Joe wanting to talk so about I his was feelings. Kind of happy to. S- I mean, there is a bit of there is quite a bit of role reversal between Joe and Jenny. Which oh yeah, I enjoy. Yeah. So um, so they go inside and there's just this big this big crate in the middle of the room and Jenny goes straight to it, gets the map, and as she turns around, Randall's there. And he's got some goons with a gun to Joe's head. Uh-oh. And they drag Joe off screen and they start beating him up and you can hear it. And um, and I was trying to call this scene. You were. But I could not get the text out in time to you before he showed back up. after Because the, the gun, go, gun goes off. Yeah, the gun goes off and you see Jenny freak and out. And I'm trying to text uh, Joe I, was, I, I typed Joe shot and accidentally hit sin. Yeah. And I was trying to say Joe, Joe shot, shot them. them. Yeah. Um, I was like, crap. I wasn't yeah. trying to say Joe was shot. I was trying to say Joe shot. Joe shot. Them. Words excite. <laughs> and then I'm like, I was like, Joe shot. He's a Marine. That's as far <laughs> as I got in the texting. It made no sense whatsoever. It's okay. But he's a Marine, and we tend to forget that as viewers. Yeah, because they've kind of made him damsely. Which, like you said, which it's a fine. role reversal, and it's okay. I'd rather him be damsely than Jenny be damsely. But I would, 
I would rather have those moments of it sneaking up on us like this. Where you're like, oh yeah, Joe's a Marine. As opposed to, I'm a Marine, I'm a Marine, I'm a Marine. Testosterone. You know, and then just have him get himself out of sticky situations. Yeah, because he's not douchey about being a Marine. No, but I mean, he's kind of damselly, but he's really not. (laughs) It's mostly just because he's new to this whole world that Jenny's been living in. Right, but he's... He's learning. He is. Because he's like, um, he, he picks up on things here and there. Yeah. So, so, uh, so we d- we're not putting suspense very long because Joe does come back and he points the gun at Randall. Um, and Randall tries to attack him and just Joe knocks his ass out. And at least Joe gets a hug because Jenny runs over and hugs him. Yes. And then they, they skedaddle. Um, so this is when... Uh, we see Reynolds at his, or well, okay. We see Reynolds' cabin, and we see somebody wearing a robe that we took to be Reynolds go to the bathroom, and the spirit follows behind him, and she gets to the next room, and oh my god, it's Ichabod, and uh, he <laughs> he shoots her uh, with uh, it's loaded with glass from the from her mirror because that's what he stabbed her with earlier. Right. And, and he was like, it's the only thing that hurts you. Hurts her. I don't understand where that comes from, but We're whatever. just pulling shit out of our I'm ass Sure, why point. not? It's twistery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he shoots her again. It's and, twistery shit. And it I like mean, floats what? away or something. And um, it sees Sophie and it lunges at her and it turns out it, it got trapped in its mirror again that, because it was lunging at Sophie's reflection. That was weird and it kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Okay, but where's Reynolds? Uh, they, Sophie got him away with some bullshit thing. Remember at the end, she was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah okay. I saw, I, there was a mill sighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's right. And so, uh, this, the spirit is trapped inside and Ichabod, uh, he let Sophie do it, which I thought was kind of nice. I thought that was nice. I mean, it was her first demon. It was her first demon. Yeah, so she, yeah. she shatters the mirror with a crowbar. Well, and this is the demon that clued her into the supernatural she deserved that kill she did and i was and very kill, happy I mean, about that yeah. yeah it's now trapped back wherever it was trapped to right begin with. which made me happy so yeah um so i have a question for you uh-oh is this Purple. what pandora summoned or is this completely unrelated i think it was the jug that activated okay so you do you don't think I this don't is think what this pandora, pandora summoned I okay i now that you ask me, I'm kind of wondering about it, but my because it makes gut sense reaction, that it's the jug. And my gut reaction was that because the jug did the glow, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, yeah, and that happened before. That's she true. She brought the the box piece, and we saw the face that we thought was Abby. Mm-hmm. So okay, and that was before Pandora brought the piece of the box. So I think we still him, have yet so. to see um, what Pandora is summoning. Uh. Yes. I mean, we saw it kind of in the map thing, but... Yeah. It looked tentacly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The wiggly-woo. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is when we go back to Jenny's trailer, and... Um, yeah, we did. Jenny's like, basically, she tells Joe, she's like, I don't normally talk about my feelings, but she said, um, you know, she freaked out when she thought he had been shot. And she realized... That she was losing another person. Person she loved. She loved. And I was like, ugh. Because I really don't Were want hurling? this. Yeah. I don't want this romance. Like. No. But it's, they're not really dragging it out, though. No. They're no. not doing and the And I like that they're letting, they're letting Jenny stay in character. They're not making her some lovesick idiot. 
Right. Like, she's very much dealt with this in her own way. Well, and Joe's not really being a lovesick idiot either. He's just, he's, okay, he is kind of following her around like a little puppy. He's more of a puppy than she is. But, yeah, he's, but he's, he's there for her. Yeah. And he hasn't pushed her since the start. Mm Mm-hmm. That's Um, true. But he's just, he's there. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm right here beside you every step of the way. Yeah. And I'm going to be right here. Yeah. And I'm not going to be in... Of course, people can't see this, but like, I'm not up in your face. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I made sense, right? It did. Okay. Good. To me. Totally. And you, so well, you had the visuals. I do. So. But, the, but Jenny mentions that her dad left and her mother, you know, left not long after that. And then even Abby left her and da, well, da, 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 da. And Joe says he's not going anywhere. And I'm like, how do you know that son? How do you know? I don't think Abby was planning on going anywhere either well i think when she said abby left her i think she meant the first time oh yeah that's what i took it to mean um and so yeah i'm I'm here and then they kiss and yeah but abby didn't leave jenny to leave jenny no abby was very much protecting herself and she She was what like 13 years old or something trying to make this Big, huge decision, and so, yeah. Trying to be the adult, and yeah. she shouldn't have had to have been. And Neither one of them should have gone through what they did, but, no. you know, whatever. I know. So, we go back to the FBI office, and this is where uh, Sophie fills us in on what she did to get uh, Reynolds away. She says that, oh, I had a mill sighting. Sorry, it turned out to be nothing. And he's like, no, it's okay. I must have missed that part. Um, And this is when he asks her about the warrant, and she's like, I haven't put it in yet. And she's like, listen. Well, wait. She's like, I really don't think this guy is capable of hurting Abby. Um, She really, really does not think he's involved in Abby's disappearance. And she's she tells him, uh, something about looking for answers too hard. And Reynolds actually agrees with her. What, what? So I was like kind of taken aback by that. It it was a little too sudden. And now I'm like, does he suspect her? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little worried. Yeah. Because like I like said, I, I actually we don't like, like Sophie. Well, we, and we don't like Daniel. Yeah. No, I do not like Reynolds. So. Um, and so this is where... But uh, he's a, we're apparently recruiting for the X-Files. So. Yes. Yes. And so this is when we go back to the archive and Ichabod has his little doodly-doo past thing. Doodly-doo, um, And they flash back to uh, Nathan Hale, who is going to be hanged or hung um, for his crimes of trespassing, honestly, is oh. what it happened. Um, and so this is well, when... Well, spies were hung. Yeah. So this is when Ichabod and Betsy are in the crowd... And um, they're talking awfully loud. Aren't they? About their super secret spy involvement. And Ichabod wants to try to rescue him. Of course he does. He's Ichabod. He has morals. And Betsy's like, if we rescue him, they'll know he wasn't working alone. They'll know there's a bigger plot and it'll be basically shitty for all of us. She's just pissed at Nathan and wants him to die. Yeah. Um, And so (laughs) they're basically like, we're here. We're doing all we can for him right now. He sees that, you know, he's not alone, but yet we we can't rescue him. Yeah, to see them in the crowd. Which, okay, I totally get that. Yeah. Sort of. I get it if it wasn't her. Yeah. I just don't like Betsy Ross. Really don't. And so, um, this is when he uh, he's really pissed off because, you know, the, the lever gets pulled and, you know, Yeah, dangly. but Nathan Hale says... Oh, yeah, he says his famous quote... Which, this is when I realized, that's, that's who that Hale. is. Oh, I yeah. I regret that I have a, but one life to 
to give, give for, for my, my country. country. Yeah. Which the actual quote is um, debatable as okay. to what he actually said. There, it, it goes both ways. Uh, that he that the specific words that he used it was that's the general that's the sentiment. What he said, yeah. But yeah. Um, there are reports that it was what he said was a little bit more than that, or not quite. You know, not quite in those as words. As poetic, and, yeah, yeah, whatever. But um, I do need to point out. Um, guess who it was that had him hanged? General Howe. Fucking General Howe, you yes. asshat. Sir William Howe. You future zombie. I was like, boom, there it is. Yeah. There's the connection. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've got, um, it's on eyewitness2history.com. Yeah. Which is apparently my new favorite website. Okay. It's the execution of Nathan Hale, and it tells the whole story of um, of what happened. Oh, wow. Uh, the making of a martyr, and he was in his early 20s. Yeah. And yeah, he, he was a little punk kid. He was. Um, and it was uh, in September of 1776. Yeah. When it happened, so... Um, and so I was kind of cool with this scene until Ichabod starts talking about letting their partner die. And Betsy's like, we're going to lose partners. And don't expect any miracles because you just have to continue your mission and that's all you can do. And I was like, bitch, better not be foreshadowing anything having to do with anything. I know. Because I don't like no, it. No, 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 no. Uh, so we go back to the present and Ichabod... Um, he starts taking down the Abbey crime wall, basically. No, no, mm-mm, no. And I didn't like it. No. And Soapy's like, "Are you stopping the search?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep searching." But he, he, he repeats Betsy's uh, warning, um, and he says that Abby wouldn't want them to waste time looking for her when they could be fighting Pandora and the Hidden One. Um, which I will say, yes, that's a very Abby thing to do. But me, I'm like, you can do all of it. Um, and well, so this is yeah. when Jenny they and should also handle what's right in front of them at the same yeah. time. You don't stop living. Yeah. So this is when Jenny and Joe shows up. And Jenny's like, what is she doing here? What the fuck? Yeah. She's got that weird well, smile on her face. Like what, what? And what I like about this scene, of course, Jenny's going to be the reserved held back. What the fuck's going on? Because that's Jenny's character. Yeah. But I also like that when Crane said, vetted her and gave, you know, it's spoke like, for okay. her. No, she's good. Joe's like. Okay, because Joe came in late. Yeah. And he yeah. sees and understands and respects that. And he just, okay. And he goes on with the explaining the about the map. the map. And yeah. I was like, that's so in character, both for Jenny and Joe. And I, I was very, uh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. So he explains that uh, this map is supposed to show the presence of monsters. And at first I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Demons. Specifically demons, I think. Yeah. And he, I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Except for the fact that it's a fucking map of the whole... The whole world. And I'm like, this is not specific enough to help you. Okay, but wait. Here's my question. Okay. The last time we saw Joe and Jenny, they were getting it on. Yeah. The next thing they know, we know, they figured out about these water droplets on the map. Oh, God. You didn't just (laughs) go there. I don't want to think about that. I'm sorry, but. That's gross. How did they figure? How do they know? How do they know? Did it come with instructions? There's lore. Yeah, there's there's lore. And I've just decided that that's because <laughs> the alternative so is too squicky. I couldn't suffer alone. I mean, I'm all for your, like, historical-based foreplay, but that's just a little weird getting artifacts involved. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it could have been an accident. <laughs> Accidents happen. Yeah. Sorry. 
They just spilled some wine and that that's how they were no, like. No, no, don't spill the wine. That's party foul. That's how they were like, oh shit. Oh wait, it, it's not soaking through. This is kind of cool. I'm going to finish drinking my glass of wine before it gets spilled. There you go. This one's for Joe. And so it turns out that um, this map uh, shows where demons are and they sprinkle some, I don't know, it looked like kind of like, like Baja Mountain Dew. I was thinking Blue Gatorade. Yeah, Blue Gatorade, kind of like Baja something Mountain Dew or whatever. Um, and it, all these little droplets are supposed to be demons. And oh, lo and behold, they're converging. They're converging. Sure. Mm-hmm. They're converging into one big fucking droplet right over Sleepy Hollow. Right over Sleepy Hollow. Of course they are. Well, and I'm like, shit. why are we surprised about this? We're not. Like, why is this a big revelation? Because I was like, Durr. <laughs> If you didn't see that coming, you really need to go back to the beginning of the show. Yeah. Start over. And so they figure that Pandora is summoning them, which I... How do they know it was Pandora? Because everything is... Well, uh, this entire season has been... It's, everything is Pandora. Well, it's Pandora. if it wasn't Pandora, it'd be Moloch. Yeah. So, or the and kindred. so... It could have been the Kindred. It could have been the Kindred. And so Ichabod has just... He's like, well, Abby wants us to kill him. And I'm like, all right, Jesus, all she right, wants whatever. To kick some demon ass. Whatever. And so this is he when he should have said arse. He should have said arse. He said, he said ass. ass. He said ass. It's in the closed captioning. It is. I was I very disappointed. Yeah. It should have said arse. Um. And so this is when we our final shot. Thank God is of one Miss Abigail Mills. There she is. I was like, there's my bay. And she wakes up and she's got this like dusty floor and it's like this cavern kind of thing. And she looks around like the fuck am I? I really think because there's like where she's laying on the ground right beside her, like towards the camera were these rock looking things. Mm-hmm. And I think I could be wrong, but it looked like part of that was like the shards. Okay. The little. I didn't pay close thing. enough attention to think about that. I don't know. It was really fast. And I was like, well, yeah. I wonder if that's pieces of the shards. Yeah. Because she didn't have anything in her hands that no, I could see. Uh-uh. So. so, I don't know. I'm just wondering, maybe. Could be. So, yeah. That's the but, end of our episode. Um, the good side of that is that this other world is not blue. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because that's bad. Because if you've been uh, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with us, the blue planet is scary and we don't like it. And it's, yeah. mostly it's blue. It's way too blue. It's yeah. so blue. So, Abby's somewhere. She's alive, which no dur. Um, again, that was a total no-dur moment for me. Yes. Um, now it's just the question is how long does it take to get her back and what do they have to do to get her back? But yes, I have every, every, uh, um, hope, hope that she will be back. Oh yeah. She's, for all those people who thought Abby was not coming back and that she was being replaced by other characters. So sorry. They're not getting rid of, of Nicole. No, She's here they to ain't stay. Dumb. No, so, they know which side their bread's buttered on. And now we got a new member of the Scooby gang. I'm, I'm okay with her. I am too because they're again, they're not they're not making it romantic with her so far. There's so no romance. Okay, now I said while we were watching this, I mentioned that I would be okay with Sophie and Daniel hooking up. I would not because she is too good for him. Well, that's true. Everybody is too good for him. I just don't but like I him. Would, but if they had to hook her up with somebody, yeah. and if they had to hook Daniel up with somebody, I'd yeah. rather it be them. But if they had to, but I would prefer them not. I'd rather them not, yeah. yeah. Because everybody does not need to be hooked up. Exactly. And that's really my problem with Jenny and Joe. I know. I'm not okay with that. No. I just want them to be bros. And you know what I really want to know is where what? is Blondie. Blondie. From season two. Had the ship. Lived on the boat. Oh, Holly. Holly. 
I miss you Holly. forgot his name. I, miss, I forget everybody's name. I know. I miss Holly. I would like Holly to he was, be helpful. He was pretty to look at. Yeah, he was. They put too much of the focus uh, on well, him. Well, he was my anti-hero, so. Yeah. They just, they just jumped the shark a little bit with him. They gave us too much Holly too fast. Well, at least they explained his absence, so. Yes, he's off hunting his godmother, Vila. Not Vila. I keep wanting to call her a Vila, and that's not it. No. Vitala. Vitala. So, yeah. Close. So, so that was our episode. That it was. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I and did as well. Glad that they actually did put Abby in there at the end because if they had waited a whole nother episode. I would have lost my shit. A lot of people would have lost their shit. I would have been very angry. Because that was the thing that we had with um, Simmons when she was lost on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We she got, was missing for like, what, three episodes? But we got a shot of her at the end of, I think, the first episode back to go, okay, we haven't forgot about her. Yeah, that's good. So, I hope I hope we get a little bit of Abby in every episode and that she's not missing from several episodes, but mm-hmm. that may be the case. From what I've read, um, they were initially going to show a little bit more, but mm-hmm. they were afraid it was going to give away too much. Yeah. So, they were holding they it held back a little bit, next, yeah. Um, to the next episode. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that next week. So that will be fun. Um, so I would also like to know what uh, what our peeps think about what's going on. Hi, peeps. Uh, they can email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. They absolutely can. And they can get to us on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. They can. Or they can get us on Twitter at randomtcasts. Because we do get people talking to us on the Twitters. Yeah. And we love you. And because we were asked about it, we are actually working on trying to figure out how to get a Facebook page. We're working on how that... Is all Facebook gonna work sucks, out. but we, personally, we don't care for Facebook. Neither one of us actually really use Facebook. Yeah, so it's kind of alien to us. But so. we're doing it for you because we love you guys. Yeah, it's been asked. Um. So also, one thing that they can get on our uh on our website, randomtpodcast.com is a link to our sponsor. They absolutely can. Unofficial natural fandom fragrances. Yay. And uh, the, if you use our coupon code RandomTCast, no S, you can get $5 off. Random T Podcast. Er, random T Podcast. Sorry. Right. I'm just. It's, you can get, it's, it's, on the, it's in the show notes. You can get 10% off an order of $5, $5 or more. $5 or more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. And they're, they're great. They're fragrance sprays and they're made with really good quality essential oils. High, and very high quality. Good yeah. God, do they have a lot of options now. Oh my gosh, they have opened up so many fandoms. I mean, they've got everything from uh, Supernatural to Sherlock to Doctor Who. Uh, they have a new Star Wars line, uh, including Darth Vader. Just in case you were curious, they just released Marvel stuff. They did their well. Marvel release as of this recording is um, pre-order. Is still pre-order, so you can get a dollar off. That would be the Iron Man, Captain America. Whose side are you on? Civil War. Yes. Um. <laughs> also, Deadpool and Storm. Well, you know, whatever. Uh, well, they, you know, uh, they're they're they got movies coming. They're people. Um. Well, they uh, voted. Yeah. They had people. They asked, hey, what, they, what do you Those want? people voted for the wrong character. I'm just going to, like, I'm not going to lie. They should have all voted for Loki. Well, I'm just saying. I have insider information that, you know, Loki will come eventually. I want to smell like him. There that will eventually really weird. be both Loki and Bucky Barnes, just so you know. Yay. Eventually, one day. Yay. Um, but then just because we're going to bug him about it. <laughs> we definitely will. Uh, but there are also Disney princesses, all the Disney princesses. Um, and this is great quality stuff. I yeah. love it. We have like, I probably have at least 15 bottles. Uh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I have at least 10 or 12 or more. I yeah. don't even know anymore. I think um, I got nine alone for Christmas. They're in, they're in different places now. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah they're scattered. There's some here. There's some over there. But um, yeah, do check them out. Um, like I said, you can get uh, a link to their shop from our website along with the uh, coupon code. And it's nerd stuff by nerdy people for nerdy people. So check them out. Yeah. And I'm telling you, these things smell like... Their characters. characters. They, they really do. do. Dumbledore smells like old books and lemon drops. Yep. Seriously, it's really weird. Han Solo smells like you would think spaceship engine grease would smell like. It's so weird, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so I think they um, they still have some White Walkers, and they're going to be available. As What yeah. they have left in stock will be available, but at the end of February... They're cleaning they're out. They're cleaning. They're done. Yeah. Um, so that's winter. Uh, Minter is coming. Minter is coming, and it's Minter awesome, guys. Minter is coming, and it's in the blue bottle, and I love it. Yeah. So check them out, guys. So we have feedback now, right? We do have so much feedback. I don't really even know where to start, so I'm going to stop here at the top of our list. Okay. Jasmine, who announces that her show is back. Woo! <laughs> Three exclamation points. Hell yeah. Um, she writes to us, and she says, I really like this episode. I loved Ichabod this episode. There was so much emotion from him, it made my heart sing. I know. Near the end, at first, I thought he wasn't going to be looking for Abby for a while and started to freak out a bit. But then I saw in the promo, um, this might be spoilery, so I'm going to stop talking here. Um, do, 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 do. I really didn't. Okay. All right. I really didn't want to see another episode without. Some people think. Um, promos and but we'll go we'll go back to that because yeah. I think that's interesting sure uh, I really didn't want to see another episode without Abby communicating I had to laugh at the demon putting Abby's lingerie on the <laughs> steps to make Ichabod come upstairs <laughs> yeah that was great the unmentionables we saw previously yes because yes, mm. yeah mm -hmm. he paid attention to her unmentionables Valentine's Day is coming up I'm I ain't gonna saying. lie um, I liked Sophie, and I really want her to work with the team, but I don't know how sh how she will fit when Abby returns. I really think Sophie's kind of a placeholder. I think she is, too. She's not been added to the regular cast. Um, that's how we knew Nikki Reed was going to get shoved down our throats oh, sure. a lot, because she's she's in the regular she's cast, regular but cast. this actress has not been, so I no. do think she is just a placeholder. Um, she says, the flashbacks were meh for me this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Meh. That's about it. Uh, to be perfectly honest, every single time they came on, I would either look on Twitter or completely space out and think about something else. Uh, Jasmine, I'll be honest with you. When they came on, we would just text each other. Yeah, that's what we were doing. Yeah. Um, even rewatching, I'm hearing them speak, but I get nothing. <laughs> I'll have to listen to your analysis about how those went. <laughs> well, shit happened and yeah. we moved on. It was historical. We did not care for it either. Yeah. Um, I really felt Jenny's emotion too. She has so much guilt over what her sister did for her. I'm glad she got a chance to get that off her chest. That's true. That's very true. Uh, Joe was making me side-eye him with all of the it's-been-over-a-month business, but I suppose that's how he would see it since he was in the military and he's not in love with Abby like Ichabod. That and I think I think it was also just a way to get it in for the audience so we would know how... Like, yeah, well, yeah I we think need the, a time frame. They had to do the mechanics of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Uh, da, 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 da. When the show shows continuity, it always makes me smile. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, not feeling any romances on the show right now. None, in all <laughs> caps. I will be bitter about... <laughs> 
I will be bitter about every on-screen romance on the show until Abby gets one. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I am just, quote, fascinated, unquote, that the showrunner and writers of the show are excited to write ram- romance for everyone else on this show, but the two main characters, even in this case, one more than the other. Yeah. I want to say, Jasmine, that I love your use of italicies and bold and yes. underlines, and it makes me happy because yes. I would do that. Yes. Yes, she will. You are my... You are part of my spirit. Uh, so <laughs> is Pandora summoning all of the demons she had in her box with that piece she has? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not real sure. I I got the impression that she was just summoning demons. I thought she was summoning a creature when she actually summoned it, but then when the map business came about, it was like, well, is there more than one? Like, I was kind of confused about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if so, I will be so happy because it fits with my head cannon, and I think we will see Headless again. Okay. And the headcanon that I thought of while rewatching Eyewitness. Okay. okay. Pandora arrived in Sleepy Hollow at the beginning of season two. At the end of season two, episode two, she found the kindred riding through the Bracklet <laughs> Woods. <laughs> Already oh I'm God. liking this. This is great. And put him in her box. Okay. Orion, Luke, didn't he didn't die, did he, Luke? I didn't think he did. I don't think His so. His partner died. Right. But, yeah, that was... I didn't like how that was handled. Okay. Orion, Luke, and the other two horsemen, Famine and Conquest, fell victim to Pandora's box. That's why the apocalypse started with only two horsemen. Moloch didn't have time to rescue those two and started without them. However, we did see um, Conquest. Pestilence. Yes. We did see him. Yeah, he but was she's, in Roanoke. Saying, she's saying after, after season two, episode two, okay. they were captured. Okay. They were captured along with the kindred and everything when okay. Pandora started right, walking I'm around. Following. Okay. And now that Pandora's box has blown up, I'm going to assume that the kindred and the other two horsemen and everyone else in that box escaped with Headless and are now waiting for the riders to creatively <laughs> and logically... <laughs> oh, honey, you're asking for too much. <laughs> creatively and logically, you get one or the other. You can't have both. You can't have both. <laughs> you can't have both. I'm sorry. <laughs> Write them back into the story. <laughs> It would be nice. Yeah. But um, you, you can't have logic. And Sleepy Hollow? No. But come on. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you think those markings are still on Ichabod and Sophie's arm? I need to know the answer to that. Now I wonder. I, I would say no. That bugs but me. I don't know. Where you think they, they would have made a comment about, oh, good, we don't have these marks branded on us anymore. I'm going to say we will never hear about it again. Probably not. Maybe that will help them get Abby back from wherever she is because she appeared... As that mist when they held their arms together for the first time. But that was not Abby. That was all a ruse. The mist was not Abby. Yeah. So the mist was the Onryo. Yeah. Um, I've also heard theories about how the rescue of Abby might be like the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. Okay. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, that could be really interesting to watch if they go that route. That would be cool. Um, for this next episode... I'm really hoping we get a ton of what Abby has been going through, where she is, and explore her feelings about missing her sister and her soon-to-be husband. (laughs) Um, If these writers don't delve into Abby's feelings, meaning her, Abby Mills, verbally expressing them to someone (laughs) in the next couple of episodes when they rescue her, I will be extremely bitter. That's great. Same. Same. I also love Joe's theory about Daddy Corbin. Mind blown. Yeah, I like Joe's theory too. <laughs> and if uh, if you guys didn't listen to our, uh, it was on our preview cast, right, for the back half of the season. Yeah. Oh, that Joe. Yeah, that Joe. Our Joe. Our Joe. Yeah. 
That Joe. Gotcha. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Our uh, our friend Joe had, just to quickly paraphrase, if you didn't listen to that, which go listen to that. Um, yeah, you should. Joe's uh, theory is that Corbin was a FBI informant. Um, oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was mm-hmm, informing mm-hmm. on Nevins. Um, and Nevins thought that he had a local sheriff in his pocket. And basically, uh, Corbin was working for the FBI because that makes a logical reason oh, why yeah, Booth that, knew mm-hmm. about Abby and Booth yes, knew Corbin. Yes, that so, made so much sense. I'm paraphrasing, but, but yeah. I really like yeah, that theory, too. Yeah, That was really cool. Okay, speaking of Joe. Yep, we um, have a message from Joe. Who is a precious pancake, by the way? You are, oh, Joe, you are officially a precious pancake in yes, my book. And, and we adore every time you write. It's like, oh, look, it's Joe. Yeah. Um, this email was actually before the, the episode. episode aired. So, um, short amount of time and no alcohol. <laughs> Darn. Um, okay, so this is ladies. There has been no episode since my last note, so I thought I would wait well so much for self-restraint. <laughs> we don't mind. You can write it's us fine. at any time you like. It's fine. Um, I figured this would be a good time to dispense with wrong theories and go straight to ludicrous. Awesome. He's going plaid. Yeah. Ludicrous speed. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the rest of Pandora's story to Abby. She said Hephaestus, her father, the, the sculptor, beat her. This is Pandora. Okay. When they were in the, the hospital room, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Did she say her dad was Hephaestus? Joe said that she said. Okay. Or are we going gonna off trust, of mythology I'm going to trust Joe. Okay. I'm trusting Joe. Because <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, when sculpting clay, when sculpting clay is kneaded and pounded into place, at some point her father is dissatisfied with an arm, so he tears it off and pounds new clay into place to begin again. Next time it is a nose and so forth. To sentient clay, she is being beaten. Okay. Pandora's story is an exact telling of the Greek myth, so I'm sure she is she is Greek. Okay. Pandora's father was Hephaestus, who was mm-hmm. a sculptor. Hephaestus was the if we're going gods, he's the he's the one who is over the forge. Yes. That almost Wait. sounds like a Galatea kind of deal when I can't remember the douche nozzle that wanted a girlfriend and he, but that <laughs> but that was mm, again I'm drawing off my uh, young Hercules. Issues. Um you can't do that. Disney show. Uh but that was Venus, who, not Venus. Who's the Aphrodite, the Greek version? turned clay into a lady and it turned out to be Galatea but that was for some guy so I could I could I actually kind of could get behind that because clearly like even if she was human at one point she ain't all just normal human now true so yeah my laptop just is totally freaking out you can pull it up on your phone so I'm switching to my phone yeah, my web browser's no longer responding. <clears throat> anyway, but yeah, it makes perfect sense, though. Yeah. When he puts it that way. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's cool. He says, my theory that I have is to say, which is mine is mine. <laughs> my theory, which belongs to me. <laughs> is as follows. Okay. <laughs> Got it. That's great. When the Titans are destroyed, Pandora is left with no father, husband, nor any ancestors. She is completely alone and virtually immortal. She is not flesh and blood. 
because we're, we're, we're sticking with the, the clay theory. That would explain why she's so just like hanging out for a long time. Uh, she wanders southern Europe where she meets a woman, Isis, Isis. who is searching. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh-huh. Who is searching for the remains of her husband. Osiris. Thank you. Pandora worships and adores Isis as they find Osiris's body and go back to Egypt. Isis, Pandora, and Horus. And the witnesses of the day. <laughs> it's like a rap song. I know, right? Plot to destroy the killer of Osiris. They failed, leaving him in a mummified state with the possibility of resurrection. I see where he's going. Okay. I see what you did there. Okay. Pandora wanders the earth, collecting the evil she once released when she becomes aware of Moloch's destruction. She seeks out her heroes to determine if they are committed to their mission as witnesses. She keeps tempting Abby with acceptance to see if she will waver. Abby did not forsake her mission. Not clear who is tempting Ichabod. So are we. Maybe to <laughs> sacrifice to stop the... Uh, maybe his sacrifice to stop, stop the dagger was enough to convince her he had overcome his fear. Ladies, help me out. I can't remember what his fear is. I don't remember. Crap. It was douchey, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was kind of... Right. We don't remember either, so yeah. sorry. Uh, Pandora, Abby, Ichabod, and anyone who has survived the last 4,000 years conspire to permanently end the hidden one. That is my theory. It is mine. It belongs to me, and I own it. <laughs> oh, honey. Quickie about Nevin. Okay. Oh, dear. Terrified of his boss, made the remark about Pandora and a homeroom teacher. Uh... <laughs> Jenny absorbed the shard, and a day later, he is in full panic, full-on panic. Okay. Wanted to talk to Abby. What about? We have no clue. What could she provide? A deal? I don't think Abby is in a position to make deals for the federal government. No. I think what he was looking for was protection from the witness. I think he was, too. I think he, was, he wanted her to guard him because she yeah. would have a moral compass and would want to keep him alive, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think that's what I think that was about. Yeah. This second series... Which, with the one I have said, forms the brace of theories that I own in our mind and belong to me. <laughs> this is great. Oh, dear. Uh, Nevin wanted to see Abby, not to make a deal, but to abduct her and force Jenny to come with him. Okay. All right. Sorry, I have to switch hands. He was not on his way to Washington jailbreak because the two guards in the van were on Nevin's payroll. I think he would have tried to kill Abby. Mm. I believe this is the real reason Pandora killed Nevin and the guards. That's interesting. Okay. Because Joe thinks that Pandora really ultimately is going to work with the witnesses instead of trying to destroy them. That's interesting. That that is. But she is scared to death of the hidden ones. So She very much is. Which we really learned in this episode. So I guess my my only question with that would be why, why resurrect the hidden one unless they resurrect him just to finally kill him. Possibly. I don't know. Could be. Could very well be. And I like this a lot better than her, my beloved, him, because he's <laughs> he's really douchey in this episode. Like he's wor- he's bad. He's not a nice dude. No, he's not. Um, Joe goes on to say, in eyewitness, when Abby and Abby and Granger, I almost called her Abby Granger, <laughs> are chasing Lorenzo into the warehouse, Granger says to Abby, "Stay out here and guard the door." Okay, yeah, I remember this. And where did we hear this before? Boston Harbor uh, when Ichabod was on mission to retrieve the lesser key of Solomon. The colonel told Ichabod to stay out here and guard the door. The colonel said he had no idea why he had to keep Ichabod safe. They were just Colonel Washington's orders. Granger was replaced by Daniel. Something seems off. Daniel doesn't seem to want to protect Abby. Queenie, maybe this is your bad vibe. Mm-hmm. But it seems like protecting her was Granger's focus. Maybe Granger was part of a Washington group and Jasmine's creepy boss guy is just that. 
Interesting. Do you realize that the people who are sending us feedback are talking to us through their feedback? I think that's awesome. Are talking to each other through the feedback? I think that's amazing. That is pretty cool. It's feedbackception. We love you guys. Um, it's very possible. It doesn't seem like Granger and Daniel are taking orders from the same boss, even though they had slash have the same job. Okay. Yeah, because I don't get the... F I never got the feeling that Granger was involved in this... Well... Whatever Daniel's or whatever Reynolds right, right, is right. working on. I always got the impression that Granger was being as protective of Abby as he was because she was a noob. Okay. That was my thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. he, he recognized talent in her, but yeah. Uh, and he signs it Katrina. <laughs> oh, dear. He said no alcohol, so... He did. Whatever. So he says, P.S., I think I saw a blurb about the next Sleepy Hollow crossover. <laughs> Ichabod gets a job with Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. <laughs> oh, okay. That would be the... We saw the bar. We did. That we was, did. There it is. I think, I think that came we true. We did see that. I do believe that came true. All right. Um, I would love to have... Love to hear Joe's thoughts on the episode... We just watched. Yes. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> All right. That was um, subtle, Janya. That was super subtle. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, so Tony writes to us. A lot. A lot. Tony, again, has lots of feelings about Sleepy Hollow. So many feelings. Um, so specific to this episode... Um, they love tonight's episode. I was really, I, I was worried. Uh, Tony, I'm not going to lie. I, I was worried for you. I did. We were watching this. And we were like, oh, Tony's not going to like Tony's that. Tony's having a coronary Ooh, right Tony's now. Tony's not going to like, we were very worried for you. Yeah. Um, but you did like it. So we're, that's great. Yeah. We're glad you should enjoy the show. Yeah. Um, Tony says Crane is missing his wife. True that. It's so true. You could feel the heaviness in his heart for his true love. Now let's talk about Miss Queen herself. Abby, Abby Mills. Mills. That silhouette of her was gorgeous, and so was she. I think this is her Buffy moment. She will find out once and for all who she is. It's possible Abby is not only a queen, but she's connected to that tree somehow, which may explain why she survived. She was told by her younger self back in season one that she was sent to defeat evil. That should raise eyebrows. Mm. Pandora saying she would hunt her till the end of time is saying something about Abby. What is she exactly? Sophie has Abby-esque like behavior. I got a father-daughter vibe tonight. I still don't get that. I don't, I don't, I understand what she's saying. I see where she's coming from. My only. I don't feel it myself. I'm resisting that because I honestly think if they did some kind of time travel shit, I don't know that they could explain it in a satisfactory way that it wouldn't. I think it would be too hard. I think it would make me have, tear my hair out. Um, just because I, I, I don't know that they can handle it adequately, honestly. And if they do, they would fuck it up. Yeah. Um, they go on to say, I think the little girl, like some are saying from the opening episode of John Doe back in season one, is Sophie, their future daughter, sent back in time to fix whatever may affect the future. Still don't care about Daniel. Nobody, Nobody does. Nobody cares about Daniel. <laughs> um, so, Yeah. And, and I will say, um, to paraphrase some uh, many messages that we get from Tony, um, Tony is not what I would call a fan of Zoe's. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. No. Mm -mm. Uh, I, I do think the uh, Lucifer theory. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much merit it has, but I think it's interesting. I think it is, too. Um, Tony has a theory about Zoe possibly being Lucifer. Yeah. 
which is an interesting theory. I just don't know how much merit it has. I don't, like, honestly, I don't, from a mythology standpoint, I don't know how, if, if they're, like, even going to touch the Lucifer thing or if they're saving that for the ultimate big bad. Because if we're assuming that the show is going to continue running, which I, I am at this point. I, I've heard that they have plans for season four. Yes, they do. They do. So I don't know that if they're kind of like saving Lucifer for later, because that is something like we haven't gotten into the whole hell mythology thing. We've only gotten into purgatory. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that she isn't Lucifer or that she's not revealed as Lucifer um, now, because I feel like the story won't get the attention it needs. Cause if we start getting into hell, I'm going to want some damn ex- heavy explanations. And I want this Pandora hidden one bullshit cleared up, cleared up before we do that. Fuck. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I just feel like it'd be too much right now to bring that in. Um, yeah. But I, Tony does not like Zoe. Not at all. even a little bit. I think there was mention um, of Zoe being a trick at one point. Uh, yeah, that trick Zoe. <laughs> that trick um, Zoe. Yeah. Um, there's some information on Spoiler TV website. We're not really going to get into spoilery stuff right now. Um, yeah. But if anyone wants to go look into that, there's some Zoe stuff out there. Yeah. Um, there was some interest, which, uh, Tony, I would, I would like to ask that when you run across things um, and you find a website or something, if you could send us a link. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, because then I can share some of these links on our show notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good see. idea. Like when Joe sent us this, those links. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind sharing those with other people so that they can um, make their conclusions. Yeah. Um, there is the uh, the Order of Oddfellows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Tony talks to send us about, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um uh, they say back in season one of the pilot, Abby was looking through Corbin's files and there was a drawing of an open hand with a cuff around the wrist along with three links. So I did some digging and found a website that has different symbols representing cultures and religions. I would love to know what website that is. Yes, you would. Uh, I would so bookmark it. This, um, this is, uh, hmm, I don't know if Tony got excited and the grammar is wrong or if I just can't read. This what the symbol stood for, the Order of Oddfellows. This was before Freemasonry took hold here in America. The Grand United Order of Oddfellows established in England in the mid-1700s, welcomed both blacks and whites. That was rare for back in the day. Yeah. However, in 1813, a significant rift in the order's structure, many broke away to form the independent Order of Oddfellows, Thomas Widely. Mm-hmm. who led the group set his sights on American enrollment. This faction sent members overseas by 1819, established their first lodge in Baltimore. Wow. No African-Americans, Africans, or mixed race were allowed. Douche nozzle. I know. This led to African-Americans wanting to establish their own lodges here. They were able to get help by the Grand United Order of Oddfellows in England. A Jamaican-born sailor by the name of Peter Ogden was able to establish the first African-American. Goof. Okay. I, I again... No idea. In 1843, they also had one for women called the House of Ruth, founded in 1858, to assist the men with relief for the needy and the sick and to relieve the distressed. Uh, Ladies need secret societies, too. Hell yeah, we do. Amazons. So interesting (laughs) information. Some are saying Abby's dad might be a Freemason, but he could belong to this group instead. I would like to him be to him to be from a different group. I think that'd be really cool because then we could talk about another group because we've gotten Freemason, Freemason, Freemason oh, out the yin yang. Oh, um, some famous members of the Order of the Oddfellows are Harry Truman, Frank Delano, 
Delano. Delano. Sorry, I didn't get as far as Rosa. It's in a different <laughs> line. Sorry. Ulysses S. Grant, etc. So interesting stuff. You might want to check this out. Send me some links. Yeah. That's really love cool, though. Some links. That's, I would love another secret society. Really, yeah, just different. But we you know with him being um, a person of color. Yeah. To have their own, a, a different group. Yeah. Because uh, you know the Freemasons, as we've seen, were apparently didn't have any. Yeah. So it would make more sense to me. Yeah. So anyway, um, so many emails. I'm sorry we can't get to them all. We're already pushing our time limit here. Yeah. Um, but do know we did we we do read them we do every single one of them so uh i think that's all the I feedback think, we have i think that was did you check do we have anything off twitter i think we're done with twitter too uh oh no uh we did want to go back to jasmine's statement hold on one sec I'll, oh yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. okay there. so one tiny little bit one tiny little bit of spoilery stuff and then we're gonna run um it's all it is is the um Astral projection. On the next episode. Yeah. Why can I not? Oh, you already Oh, I've already moved it to the feedback Of course you did. I'm sorry. Because you're efficient as hell. Just organized. Um, Did you? Oh, that's the wrong email. That's the, um, that's one of our other shared projects. Sorry about that. I was wondering why I couldn't find the feedback folder and that's why. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. Where was it? Right at the top. Top. First paragraph. Um, Okay, um, uh, uh, near the end, at first I thought he wasn't going to be looking for Abby for a while, and I started to freak out a little bit, but then I saw uh, in the promo that he astral projects himself to wherever she is and calm down. Me too. I. Me too, Jasmine, me did too. Did I miss the promo? Because I don't remember that. Yeah, the promo was there. Okay, I believe you. But, it, it well, they don't do promos on... Because when I rewatched it, I rewatched it on Fox Nail. Yeah. Not my DVR, so yeah. it wasn't on there. Which is good. You're getting the ratings up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, job, you. Totally. That's what I'm here for. Okay, and that is one thing I'm going to I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm going to give a call to arms to our friends who love this show. If you really are worried about Sleepy Hollow, like if you're really concerned, um, it was it was brought to my attention because of a supernatural episode that we're trying to get really high ratings right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. watch it on fox's website watch it over and over and over and over again watching it on dvr isn't going to get it on ratings uh, but they do pay attention to what people watch on their website and what i've been doing um because what happened with supernatural is um we like ladies on it, and they keep killing them, but they had a very woman-centric episode, and we want them to get a spinoff. Um, and so basically, we were trying to get the ratings numbers up for this, what what we're taking to be a backdoor pilot. We're hoping is. Um, so do the same thing with Sleepy Hollow. W what I've been doing for Supernatural is I've been playing it in uh, a browser window, putting it on mute, and going about my normal business. I've done this like five times since the episode I aired. I to do that. Um, and so do that with Sleepy Hollow. If you really, if you're really concerned about this, this getting canceled and you, and you want to get the numbers up, um, go feel like you can do something about that. So yeah, that's my, that's my call to arms to you guys. If you're worried. Um, mm, currently one life has 3.13 million viewers. That's kind of respectable for Sleepy Hollow. Well, the last episode, uh, episode eight had 2.8. Oh wow! So we're we're already up. Uh, the one before that had three point oh two. The one before that had three point oh four. The one before that had four point five seven. But that, that was, was the, the bones. crossover. Yeah, yeah. 
So. Which now that they've moved them to a separate night, I hope the crossover shenanigans are done. Yeah. Well, and it moved to a new time, which totally threw us off. Yes, we were both expecting it to be at 8 o'clock. I had even made plans to go and see a movie before, specifically because I thought it was on at 8, and I didn't want to go see a movie after. And when you were texting me saying, oh my God, I'm sorry, I thought it was on at 7, and I was like, I did too, I'm playing a video game. (laughs) I was driving... I. Okay, I was stopped at a red light. Okay, I was going to say, otherwise we were going to have to have words. Stopped at a red light, checking. Well, I was on my way home, stopped at the red light down there at River Chase Parkway, Mm -hmm. and um, was checking my TiVo to make sure it was was scheduled to record, in case I didn't get home in time, um, and realized it was already recording. Yeah. And I was like, I'm almost home! And I was like, it's cool. What are we doing? So what? Okay. Yeah, I just assumed it was eight too. So I'm kind of glad it it is seven. Yeah, me too. So we can go ahead and get it done and yeah, do a thing. Um, so which I'm 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 happy to report that our co-watching DVR shows is it's still yeah. on point. We still have the skills. We're still able to do, even though we have two totally different DVRs. We do. Um, so I will say, in case you didn't listen to the preview cast, um, I, we have some housekeeping notes. Um, obviously the show has moved to Friday, so we're going to move our taping to Sundays. Yes. Because we still have to give Janya plenty of time to <laughs> do all her awesome research and hopefully give you guys a little bit more time to get some feedback I, in. I like that I have all day Saturday to do it now. I know. It makes me happy. You don't even have to pretend to work for a little while. No, I don't. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Makes me happy. So, yeah. I mean, you've got all day Saturday to get us some feedback. Yeah. And most of the day Sunday. So. Would be awesome. Anything yeah. else? No. I think I think we've. Good God. It's like almost an hour 45 at the moment. Oh, crap. Yeah. We need to sign <laughs> off. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys.